0: Well hello again Bears fans welcome into we are Rico radios three and out series where we give you three takeaways from every single Bears game and uh, just kind of break down the postmortem and once again the Bears have found themselves on the winning ways with a 33 to 27 victory over the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, this was a pretty big game for both sides because both are still in the hunt for the playoffs and certainly with a victory could have boosted their chances at potentially getting a spot. And it's still a little bit early. There's going to be a couple more games left, but the Bears have officially put themselves in a pretty solid position. When you look at the playoff picture, they currently sit as the eighth seed, so they have to move up at least one more spot. The teams ahead of them in the wild card, the Los Angeles Rams, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and the Arizona Cardinals, all sit uh, at nine and five, nine and five, and eight and six, respectively. With the Bears now sitting at seven and seven. So with that, we'll make this our first takeaway, and that's going over this playoff picture in uh, the NFC, and it sets up really well for the Bears overall when you look at it, because the Rams had a very shocking loss to the Jets yesterday when you know that's not necessarily that big of a deal because the Rams do have the tie break over the Bears they would have to lose their final two games and the Bears would have to win their final two games just to have the same record and of course as I said they have the tie break over the Bears because of that Monday night victory earlier in the season but then when you look at the other teams below said uh Los Angeles Rams and that would be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Arizona Cardinals. The Cardinals have been scuffling a lot, but we'll start first with the Buccaneers. They almost had an upset loss to the Atlanta Falcons and will have the Falcons and Lions to wrap up their season. First it'll be the Lions next week and then the season finale will be against those same Falcons. If they go ahead and win both of their games, it's going to be impossible obviously for them to miss out on the playoffs but if they win one more game they probably are gonna be safe so they would have to lose these next two weeks in most likely scenario you know maybe a tie would do it too but over these next two games the Buccaneers just have to worry about themselves really and uh, perfect opponents for them to go up against as for the Cardinals the Cardinals have a little bit more of a difficult schedule still. They have the 49ers this weekend, The 49ers uh, just had a loss, I believe, to the Dallas Cowboys. So they've been hit with a ton of injuries, not necessarily that same 49ers team that we remember from a year ago, but uh, the Cardinals, they have to make sure that they bring their A game, which they have not brought a lot of as of late. Definitely got a huge victory over the Eagles over the weekend, but it was a very close one, 33-26, and had been losing pretty well against a lot of the teams that they should be beating, and they, of course, had a big-time victory over the 49ers earlier in week one uh, to open the season, and so... If the Cardinals can find a way to win their final two games and after the 49ers, it's the Rams, that'll be a huge game because the Rams, they still technically have a shot at that uh, NFC West title. So they probably will be playing this regular season out as hard as they can because they will have stuff to play for potentially. The Cardinals, they, as I said, they need to win these next two games and that would put them ahead of the Bears but if they were to go one and one and the bears were to go 9 and 7 you look at their conference records the cardinals would be at about a 7 and 5 clip while the bears would be at a 7 and 5 clip themselves and then it would have to go down to the next tie break but the Bears could potentially still get in as long as the Cardinals were to lose a game and the Bears need to win out. And really, that's that's the main stipulation for the Bears if they have any playoff hopes, and that is to win out the rest of the year. And that includes a game against Green Bay. Their next week opponent, Jacksonville, looks prime for a loss, and they're fighting for the Trevor Lawrence uh, right to draft him after the Jets got their surprising victory over the Rams. But The Bears, uh, if they can take care of business against those Jags and the Packers, they put themselves at least in a position to become a uh, playoff spot team. And, you know, we've talked about it all year long. How good of a playoff team would they be? Probably not that great of a playoff team. And if anything, they would probably go up against a team like the New Orleans Saints. And the Saints have really beaten up on those Bears of ours. And when we see those matchups over the last couple of years. So long road difficult road i think at this point being seven and seven as a bears fan you kind of want the playoffs just because draft stock wise that's not going to happen you're not going to be in the top 10 or anything like that you know uh, it it is what it is uh, but overall you kind of take how this team has been playing these last couple weeks and find some encouragement through that and that leads us to our second takeaway and this takeaway is Who is this Bears team, right? I I mean, they have been playing a lot better as of late overall. Now, defensively, another not-so-great game. And they've had about three or four not-so-great games in the past four or five weeks. But but they are doing enough to keep the team in the game. They are doing enough to close the door. They are doing enough good things that you don't count on this defense being bad. It's just they're not going to be that elite level that you really are looking for. But if they can play good and sometimes within a game or maybe a specific week hit kind of that lower lower level of elite, you know, they, they definitely have that potential and that makes them dangerous especially if the Bears were to get in the playoffs and this defense found a way to kind of go on a nice hot streak of play. The, the big problem, though, has always been the offense for the Bears. And when you look at this game, you know, not, uh, not too shabby when you talk about how they played against this Viking squad and the game planning that they had. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky was pretty solid, had a quarterback rating of 97.7, 15 of 21 for 202 yards, threw an interception, but also had a touchdown. You know, not a, not a terrible day, but uh, a solid day, a, a game manager type day. And when you look at the running attack for the Bears, 32 carries from David Montgomery alone for 146 yards. That's the kind of stuff you want to see. I mean, that's the kind of stuff people have been wanting to see all freaking year long. And I guess Bill Lazer being the offensive coordinator, play caller right now, he's finally doing stuff that Matt Nagy was just simply not doing and this run game being as effective as it is, and look at it, when you compare running backs between the Vikings and the Bears, you would think Dalvin Cook would be the guy, 32 carries, 146 yards, two touchdowns. Dalvin Cook had a great day himself, 24 carries, 132 yards, and one touchdown, but just a a great, great standout day for David Montgomery and really, uh, really proud of him and what he could do. But it, it just looked like an all, all-around effort for the most part. You you had uh, quite a few different receptions from uh, various players. In total, there was seven different receivers, not necessarily wide receivers, but seven different receivers that completed passes to. And you're talking Cole Komet, Anthony Miller, Jimmy Graham, Allen Robinson, Cordell Patterson, Darnell Mooney, and guys like Patterson and Mooney got a carry themselves. Mitchell Trubisky had eight carries running it. You know, it's just it looks like the Bears offense is a little bit more dangerous right now than it has been all season long and it's been equaling points. They didn't score a ton of touchdowns, but they continue to hit a ton of field goals with Cairo Santos. And they did what they needed to do, really. I, I mean, the Bears found a way. To get enough points and they were efficient in the red zone getting some touchdowns i mean it wasn't a great day don't get me wrong uh, there definitely was more room for more touchdowns but the point is they're getting down there they're coming away with some touchdowns and they're keeping the pressure with field goal after field goal especially when their defense gets the ball back a huge area too to keep in mind for the bears they have been a terrible third down team for most of this year Six of 12 on third downs, 50%. Very, very good stuff. If you're up around 50% of your third down conversions, you should be having a pretty good day uh, offensively and holding on to the football. They were able to do that. Uh, the Bears just overall, even though they had some penalties, four for 36, didn't matter too much. One time of possession by basically six minutes, thirty-two fifty-nine to twenty-seven zero one. And then you look quickly at the Minnesota Vikings, 4 of 11 on third down. Not not too terrible, a little bit better than uh, 40%, but not uh, not a great day overall for them at that third down conversion. So when you look at uh, in totality with the Bears, what they did in this game, quality special teams, good enough defense. And an offense that put up enough points and pressure early on that uh, they really found themselves an advantage, especially at half, they were up 20 to 10, played well in the third quarter getting a touchdown, that's been a a quarter of horrors for the Bears, and then he tacked on a couple field goals in that fourth quarter and put the game away. You know, it's kind of like what we were expecting from Matt Nagy in the offense way earlier. Just kind of slowly, incremental progress, keeping ahead of the chains. When you keep ahead of the chains, the drive sustain. When you get into the red zone, you execute. You come away with some touchdowns. I mean, just really solid stuff. I'm sure we're going to see a lot of that going into next week with the Jacksonville Jaguars because they are just not a good football team right now. And the Bears, with some confidence and the talent that they have, they should be Uh, certainly up to the challenge going to be interesting to see the this end of the season because uh, a lot of things change quickly in the NFL and right now the Bears went from absolute disaster and not that they should be forgiven or pardoned for that disaster but they went from absolute disaster to now being somewhat interesting uh, not necessarily for Super Bowl or for contending but where is this team going right now, is the next question. And so our third and final takeaway is going to kind of take over from that question, where are the Bears going right now? They are uh, a little bit of an enigma because, as I mentioned before, you cannot pardon them for how terrible and how many bad things they did. I mean, if you are a boss of the Bears and you understand football at all, you got to see those running – numbers with dave montgomery 32 carries and 146 yards and almost just almost just throw up just throw up in in the bathroom because (laughs) where was this I, i mean i i would think that george mccaskey would have a very simple question where was this this absolutely helps our defense this absolutely helps our quarterback that is struggling with confidence and struggling to play where the heck is that and speaking of said quarterback where is the game planning for mitch's strengths come from all of a sudden is it just bill laser was like hey i mean this guy's better on the move let's get him on the move i mean how many months how many games how much time did matt Nagy basically waste by constantly pushing and pushing mitch trubisky to be a pocket passing quarterback to sit there make his reads and whip the ball all over the place when that's clearly something he cannot do now when you put him in some of these positions of rollouts getting him moving i mean he looks like a serviceable quarterback and maybe he can be a little bit better still uh i don't really want to go too crazy on mitch's potential because i just don't know if i see star quarterback or even a quarterback that you can win with, or even just that franchise quarterback, the guy that you trust to give your franchise to for five to 10 years, something like that. That doesn't feel very realistic, uh, especially with the evidence that we've seen from Mitch. But then again, you look in the past, it makes a lot of sense why he struggled because he was put in a lot of positions not to succeed. And certainly, certainly, Mitch Trubisky, he needs a run game and he helps open up the run game. And this team needed a run game. And it kind of makes you wonder, was the Nick Foles switch really that good of a switch? Or do we need to become a little more under fire with Ryan Pace, picking a quarterback to back up Mitch that really doesn't help the football team with his style of play? Either way, you know, essentially it is what it is. We know that Trubisky, if you put him in this type of offense, he's going to be much more effective. And the Bears are doing some things. They're scoring some points. Now, again, Minnesota's a horrendous defense. The week before that, the Texans, a horrendous defense. This week coming up, and even before that, when they lost the Lions, horrendous defense. This week coming up against the Jags, horrendous defense. If the Bears, you know, continue this track, We'll see what happens with that final game of the year with Green Bay. I think it would be a phenomenal test to see, you know, especially if Green Bay, like I said, has their starters in because they have to play for something. At this point in time, it's not looking so much that case because they are uh, the number one seed in the NFC currently with the division win, haven't uh, clinched the number one division or the number one seed quite yet. They have a one game advantage over New Orleans. So this is definitely gonna come down to the wire uh, between those two and you can even throw Seattle who is just a game back of New Orleans as well. Uh, the conference records really benefit Green Bay. So Green Bay is in really the driver's seat for that number one seed. They would kind of have to mess it up, but. You know, maybe that last game of the year does mean something, especially if the Saints are or the Seahawks are just one game back of Green Bay. And let's say we get into that scenario with a win and a Green Bay loss, Saints or Seahawks will be the number one seed. If we're under that scenario, you know, Aaron Rodgers and group is playing. They want that number one seed because that is the only buy of this playoff format moving forward now with seven teams instead of six from each conference. The Bears, they're going to be playing for everything, I would think, in that last game too because you assume, at least for now, you're going to win that game against the Jags. And even with a win and the Cardinals, the Bucks, and the Rams all winning, they're still not dead yet, I don't think, in the water. There there might be some technicalities where they're officially eliminated. I haven't fully 100% looked into it quite yet, but there's still a chance with a Bears win and at least a Cardinals loss or a Buccaneers loss. Nothing, no, the playoffs are still on the table then for the Bears. And if you've got a playoff hungry team against the team of the Packers that is looking for that number one division, that's going to be a very interesting test because if the Bears can find a way to win that game or keep it really competitive, you start wondering if maybe the whole band comes back together again. Matt, Matt Nagy, Ryan Pace, Uh, maybe even Mitch Trubisky. Maybe they bring them all back together and say, hey, we're closer to winning right now than if we were to just rebuild with a new quarterback, a new head coach, and a new GM. Let's try one more roll of die and see if we can get ourselves uh, the right pieces on the offensive line, maybe the missing pieces either within the coaching staff, within the offense, within the defense, That just that couple players that maybe get this thing really humming Yeah, uh, it is possible the Bears could be maybe competitive again and maybe a Super Bowl contender, but I think we all kind of know that's not necessarily the likely course. If there is ever gonna be any type of thought or talk that, hey, the Bears are a better team than what we think they are, certainly they gotta win against these Jags, and then it comes down to that performance against Green Bay. And even if, let's say, Green Bay puts in those backups and it's not an official game against Green Bay, The Bears got to do what they've been doing. They got to show, hey, we can put up 30 points and we can hold you down under 20 or under 30, at least in the case with this Vikings team. But where the defense shows up, the offense shows up, you play a complete game. And then I guess you could look at it since the bye week, except that loss against the, uh, the Lions, which was pretty ugly. But except for that loss, you take away the results. The Bears have been much better on offense. Defensively, it hasn't been as good, but they've still been showing out and doing some good things here and there. I mean, we definitely would like to see another level. And maybe them having confidence in the offense, being there to have their back will be a big difference maker. But overall, this team has been playing better the last four or five weeks. and. It's really, I think, super key for the Bears to understand they have to finish very strong. Uh, you can't have a win against the Jags and then just get embarrassed by the Packers starters because they're trying to get the number one seed and they're making you look foolish. And if that does happen, you know, ownership can't can't be leaning with the wind here, you know. It can't be, I guess, super down when the team's losing, but you can't be super up when all of a sudden they start winning a little bit. How do they play against teams that really matter when you talk about, I need to beat so-and-so in order to get a championship? And Green Bay is certainly one of those teams. Jacksonville is not. Uh, The Vikings may be in time, but right now, definitely not. Houston, definitely not. So beat up those bad teams, great. How do you play against the good teams? Uh, Definitely. Got to wait and see because the Bears are going to go up against a bad one in Jacksonville. But at least enjoy the win for now, Bears fans. A lot to think about moving forward and a lot to still see with this team. Because I guess if if they do find a way to finish strong, they can figure out a way to get some money, uh, whether it's releasing some guys or whatever. You build up an offensive line. Maybe you keep Mitch for a year and really dedicate an offense completely around his skill set. Who knows? Maybe the Bears aren't as far away from competing as we think they are. But either way, you've got to keep a realistic eye. You've got to make sure that you don't kind of forget all the stuff that was done in the past, like Mitch's bad games. Because if Mitch, let's say, has a bad game against Green Bay, that should kind of all tell us, like, okay, I mean, Mitch can beat the bad teams. We know that. But can he beat the good ones? But That's it for now here on We Are Rigor Radio's three and out series. Hope uh, you enjoyed this past game and have been enjoying these last few weeks of Bears football. At least they're not on this incredibly bad losing streak. And who knows, we might be talking about January football with the Bears still. Uh, How interesting that would be for sure.